any threat to a Canadian citizen by a foreign government or by some transnational criminal organization uh, needs to be met with a strong law enforcement response. In the case of the ongoing murder investigation in British Columbia, that the RCMP are doing the rigorous important work that we expect of them and we're going to let them conclude their investigation with respect to the murder uh, of a a Canadian citizen. That is uh, Dominic LeBlanc commenting on these big, big developments in allegations that the Prime Minister made in our Parliament just a a few weeks ago about claims that there had been an assassination uh, in this country by the Indian government. Well, the latest is uh, the U.S. Justice Department announcing Thursday that a 52-year-old Indian uh, citizen has been charged not just with crimes here, you know, the situation here in Canada, but in an attempt assassination of a New York City-based leader, Gurbat, Gurbat Want Singh Panum. He's a vocal critic of India and the same person who recently warned about attacks on Air India. But the Justice Department alleges that this suspect, Nikhil Gupta, is also the same man connected to the June 18, 2023 murder of a B.C. Sikh um, activist. India has consistently uh, denied these allegations made by Trudeau. He's certainly been asking for evidence. I don't know what happened in the meantime between Canada and India as far as conversations, but it's been tense, right? Very tense. And now the Americans have blown this whole thing open with these allegations that indeed this senior field officer was directed by the Indian government to carry out the assassination. So what happens from here? Let's ask someone who might know. Uh, Phil Gursky, president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consultation, former CSIS analysis joining us now. Thanks uh, for joining, Phil. My, my pleasure, Alex. So why is he ever call me when things go bad? <laughs> well, if you've got another interest like painting or something, you've got to tell us, right? Is there some skill you've got uh, outside of uh, intelligence gathering? Okay, well, yeah. let's take intelligence gathering yeah. now. I don't do painting very well. Um, so this is a tough story to tell because there's just, you know, we're dealing with different terror entities, different names, different players, lots of players. But I guess at the, the, the center of this is that the allegations our Prime Minister made um, seem to have been confirmed by the U.S. Department of Justice. Um, yes, have to a certain extent. So obviously the Prime Minister alluded to intelligence that Canada have received, probably from the United States, probably signals intelligence or SIGINT, which is where I worked at, at CSC before I joined CSIS. And those of us in intelligence get real nervous when officials uh, disclose sources of intelligence. This one seems to be a bit different, um, Alex, in the sense that it seems to have been an FBI sting operation. So they would have had word that something was afoot, uh, run an agent against this alleged assassin sent by India. And in the case of the, in the Indian case, they, or sorry, the American case, they thwarted it. Whereas, of course, as you mentioned, the individual in D.C. was killed back in June. So some parallels, um, underlying parallels that India seems to be very aggressive on the world stage in, in, in targeting what they seem to be dissidents or terrorists. Um, but just a different result in this case because of the American uh, ability to get the FBI to do this. Yeah. And um, so what happens then moving forward, Phil? This guy might be charged in the United States. But to be charged in Canada, uh, they would have to present a case, uh, evidence. And I know that um, intelligence and and certainly national security officers went to India from this country for, I guess, about eight to nine days. Um, They have to build a case and, and I guess, extradite this guy to to charge him if he's to be charged? They they would, but, you know. Which is a long time, eh? Well, it is. Not only that, but, you know, the the critical difference here is you mentioned evidence and evidence. 
we're talking intelligence in the case of Canada, signals intelligence, whereas in the case of the Americans, if it's an FBI investigation, the FBI collects what we call to an evidentiary standard, which means it can be used in a court, whereas what, you know, what intelligence is is not evidentiary in Canada. It can't be used in court. So if he were to be extradited, it'd be based on evidence that the RCMP had gathered post-mortem, if I can use that term, to uh, get enough there to actually lay charges in a Canadian court. Yeah. Um, and, and I would assume, and you can also correct me, Phil, that America would have done most of the investigation on this. I mean, they're, they're, they've got their stuff together more, than, more so than we do. In this case, yes. And, and, you know, the fact that it was that it was allegedly, according to our prime minister, American signals intelligence that was used to make the allegations that India was involved indicates the Americans have probably been aware of this for a while. Um, were we aware of it? I don't know. I mean, I left CSIS back in 2015. Uh, you know, you know, I've talked an awful lot, Alex, about foreign interference, mostly on the Chinese side. Mm-hmm. But this is a different form of foreign interference. If it's true, mm-hmm. it means that India sent somebody to, to kill somebody. And that's a very, very different ball of wax. Um, maybe not more, less serious or more serious than interfering elections. But th- I think this, this is ratchets things up a little bit. But I would, again, I tip my hat to the FBI and their partners for stopping uh, what could have been another murder on American soil. Yeah, and certainly we've seen the tensions in the past weeks between India and the Canadian government. I'm not sure how that, you know, where that changes now, if things cool, if something happens. But certainly the Americans, I think, certainly saved the prime minister because he made a very, very, very bold announcement, statement. Yeah. And um, and had he not, I think, had this announcement not come out, uh, you know, he, he'd be left explaining uh, what he couldn't explain. So they might... I sup- I suppose, I'm sorry for interrupting, but mm-hmm. let's also, you know, remind your listeners, uh, Canada-India relations are not on the same level as U.S.-India relations. I don't think India gives a rat's posterior about Canada, to be perfectly honest. Whereas, you know, U.S. is very carefully courting India because yeah. they don't want India in Russia's backyard. Uh, they don't want close relations to India and China, although India and China have border disputes and such. So I think the Americans are going to treat this very differently than Canada in the sense that, you know, Canada made demands. We want this, this, and this. And then you said, well us off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't matter that much to us, but the American relationship is, is, is of a much different nature than our relationship with, with the Canadians. Now, look, I'm not justifying what India did. I'm just saying that international politics, you know, sort of the chessboard that we talk about in terms of who's on whose side may play a role here in how the Americans go forward. But to your point that you were just saying, I mean, it's certainly this will play itself out um, in the headlines, in, in, in politics, it will play out in the international community. But we have a, a problem in this country, a serious problem, not just with China, but with extremism within India. You know, you see all the hate and stuff we're watching yeah. out, out play in the, uh, across this country right now. We have a serious problem uh, with extremism in this country and no seriousness to, to actually solve it. Well, in a sense, right. I mean, you, you know, you know, I have talked. I, I don't think the government takes intelligence seriously. We have a lack of an intelligence. They don't get the memos. Well, well, exactly. And, and so we do have a problem with it. And I'm not sure the government's got the problem figured out properly. I know the security services are doing what they can with their resources at CSIS, the RCMP, et cetera, et cetera. But um, there's a lot of balls in the air right now, Alex, whether it's foreign interference or espionage or extremism on, on a whole variety of levels. And I, I think the government is, is struggling to understand exactly what's going. And when you have a government, let's face it, in the case of China, ignored intelligence mm-hmm. over the past 15 years, that makes you wonder whether or not they really understand the nature of the problem. Well, the, the first step is admitting you have a problem. And, and, and for all the politicians, I'd say, and stop taking money from the problem for votes. That would be a good well, start. 
well, maybe the government should join AA. Isn't the first part of AA saying, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I have a problem? I, I have a problem. Help. I'm addicted to taking money from those I should not. <laughs> it's true. All right, Phil, thanks for uh, breaking it down. I appreciate it. You're, you're welcome. Wait, wait, wait do, you have any, do you have any, ta- any, any hobbies? Because if you do, like, we can call on you. I'm a really bad goaltender. Put it this way, Alex. My goals against average and my IQ are both the same, which means I'm either a really good goaltender or a functioning idiot, or I'm a terrible goaltender, but I'm an Einstein. So I'll let, I'll let you figure that one out. All right. We'll stick to security issues. Appreciate it. Thanks, Alex. All right. That's Bye-bye. Phil Gursky joining us here. Boy, oh, boy. We'll see how this one plays out. But, yeah, uh, we got a problem. We got to fix it.